There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's Thursday the 16th of March. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer, on Talk. Coming up, Chancellor Jeremy Hunt says that Britain will prove the doubters wrong and avoid a recession after delivering what he called a budget for growth. But Labour say they will oppose plans to abolish the lifetime pensions allowance, calling it a tax cut for the rich. Meanwhile, train services across the country will be severely disrupted today, again today as RMT members go on strike. And British life expectancy is slipping down global ranks with the country performing the worst of all the G7 nations except the US. Oh, we'll be talking about that and all the other stories coming up. 6.33 is the time. This is Talk Breakfast. Well, thank you very much indeed for your company. Really appreciate you joining me. I um, want to get your reaction uh, to yesterday's budget. Um, steady as she goes, budget, many say, what well, managed decline, many critics might say. I want to hear from you, though, given that the Chancellor said his budget will prove the doubters wrong and avoid a recession, but being accused of a tax cut for the rich on this uh, pension lifetime allowance, but also stealth cat taxes for everyone else, dragging people in uh, to higher tax bans uh, through inflation and not moving those thresholds. Just want to know what your reaction is to the budget. What do you make of it? Uh, text the word talk, then your message to 8722, or you can tweet me at Talk TV. Love to get your thoughts on uh, what we heard from the Chancellor at the dispatch box yesterday. Uh, right now, uh, delighted uh, to be joined by Alan Tolhurst. Uh, he is uh, the chief reporter at Politics Home, and he is joining us all this morning to uh, give his tuppence worth on the budget. Um, were you in the chamber yesterday to watch this? Or I mean, I've always liked to watch budgets on the telly to sort of get a yeah. lot of the analysis no unfortunately i wasn't i was actually due to child care i was actually at home ah, i was feeding, how, my, how ironic. feeding my 11 month old baby some uh, peas and carrots uh, <laughs> uh, as i was listening to of course Hunt. yes pointing out in london of course uh, there was a tube strike day which Indeed. meant for an awful lot of people they weren't able to well, some people weren't able to get to work you know who you were um and uh, and other people therefore also impacted on that and, and of course uh, we've had of course these uh, strikes uh, yeah, indeed, uh, yeah. for affecting many parents uh, as well across the nation uh, tuesday and wednesday um let, let's i mean the childcare we talked about an awful lot yeah. um yesterday and in fact it went further than the, the, the than had been hinted at in the papers um let's have a little a little listen to a couple of clips uh, of Jeremy Hunt. The first one uh, is, is we talked about, of course, this being a, a budget for growth. Uh, let's hear what he had to say there. Halved unemployment, we've cut inequality, we've reduced the number of workless households by one million. 
because of rises in tax thresholds made by successive Conservative chancellors, people in our country can earn £1,000 a month without paying a penny of tax or national insurance. Well, I mean, you know, that that all sounds very well. Uh, A few minutes later, he was talking about um, uh, how he was proving the doubters wrong. Let's hear that quote from him. In the face of enormous challenges, I report today on a British economy which is proving the doubters wrong. Now, Alan Tollis, his basis for saying that was that it turns out the UK won't, on a technicality, mm. go into recession. Yeah. Uh, and we're not going to basically, uh, our economy's not going to collapse as much as, as the forecaster said. As one thing you can guarantee with all economic forecasts is they are always wrong. In right. whatever direction, but actually largely they tend to be more pessimistic, certainly uh, for this country than other countries. Um, but also it was looking at growth in the next few years being a lot less yeah. uh, than the low levels that had already been predicted. Um, has he uh, has he proved the doubters wrong? Yeah, I mean, saying that there's not going to be a recession is, is, is quite a low bar to clear, essentially. And a lot of it is comparison with where we were in the autumn after the disastrous mini-budget. So, yeah. so yes, things are looking a bit rosier. As you, as you said there, technically we're not going to go into a recession. A recession is a technical thing. You have to have two quarters of negative growth. We're not going to have that under the current predictions from the OBR. But it doesn't. We're not going to be at the roaring twenties. You know, it's not as though growth is going to suddenly start shooting up. Growth is still going to be very static, and the and the the actual economy is probably going to contract in the next year. It just won't contract in those consecutive yeah. quarters to make a and technical recession. That's the thing. As everyone saying, it's technically we've missed a recession. The thing is, you know what? Does it make any difference to to people trying to go about their lives, right. paying their bills, going shopping, affording childcare, paying their rent, paying their mortgage? Does it make any difference to anybody whether we are technically in a recession? or not technically a recession, if you can't afford to pay your bills? Exactly. What it really matters is what the most important bit is, is household disposable income. That's yeah. where you feel it. How much money do you have at the end of each month? And that if is any. predicted. Well, yes, exactly. <laughs> How much and, money and, do you have at the end of the month? And that is predicted to, to continue to go down. That's that in, in its worst state as it has and, been And confidence as well. I mean, there is an element, isn't there? We avoid recession. There are really technical things that mean that there's just a bit, might be a bit more confidence. But there's a real issue, not just of consumer confidence. I mean, yeah. yes, there are still people who, who did very nicely during lockdown. Thank you very much. Saved a load of money. Weren't able to go out to eat and go on long holidays. Some of us managed it. Um, uh, but um, uh, but and, and basically, you know, they've got that money sitting there and, and they're still spending. Yeah. Uh, and, and thank God they are right. for an awful lot of businesses, frankly. Um, but um, an awful lot more people who did have to tighten their belts during lockdown uh, and certainly any any benefit there was financially briefly. Well, of course, what a surprise. Lockdown the economy for the best part of two years. There's going to be a long term impact and they are paying that right now. Um, but but businesses are where it's been really hit, isn't it? Because especially I mean, last year, you know, I don't know, with, I give or take 17 different chancellors. I, I lost track at one point. Um, different I mean, measures. I mean, there are some some measures that have been you know, they've changed two or three times depending yeah. on who, you know, the budget, you know, what was announced in the spring, what was announced exactly, by Liz yeah. Truss, what was, uh, well, Posse Quartet, and then by Jeremy Hunt in the autumn and now again. And people have no idea what's going on. Um, everything's going to change. We've got a general election coming up in just over a year's time. On the polls, it looks like Labour in. Very difficult for any business to make any prediction about what's going to be happening in the future. Um, and even when people just thought, all oh, right, we are going to know what we're going to do. We had the Ukraine war yeah. uh, February last year and said so that put off. And we've got a lot of businesses with a lot of money sitting there, um, but not investing it, uh, not expanding because they just don't know what's around the corner. Yeah, exactly. And that, and that's part of what Jeremy Hunt was trying to get across, was just trying to say, look, we're going to steady the ship. 
and make the UK a much more enticing place to invest for business. And there's a big change in the way that business expenses are going to be done in terms of tax deductibility. So previously, sort of individual expenses. So if you bought day-to-day expenditure, you could have that tax write-off. But big capital investment yeah. wasn't. You had to sort of bear it out over a number of years. Now they're going to change that to try and drive that investment. But even still, the problem is, is that Treasury wants to do that permanently, but can't afford to at the moment due to its fiscal rules. So it's only done that for the next three years. So again, does that give businesses the confidence to be able to make those big capital investments, knowing that... Because it's not going to be a one-off. That it might run out. And also, again, you know, unless Labour say they're going to carry it on, you know, in 18 months' time, if there's a change in government, is that all going to be reversed again? So it is very difficult at the moment to see how you tell people to come to this country and invest that money that it's actually going to be a safe uh, place to do so. Yeah, indeed. Well, let's have a little listen to what Keir Starmer, leader of the Labour Party, as is always with these cases, it's in the budget. It is Mm. the leader of the opposition rather than the shadow chancellor who responds. Um, And he said, um, uh, well, he he, he was not very impressed. I think we could... We would have safely ex- expected with the spring budget. Here's what Sir Keir Starmer had to say yesterday afternoon in Westminster. Hopelessly divided party caught between a rock of decline and a hard place of their own economic recklessness, dressing up stagnation as stability as their expiry date looms ever closer. I have to say, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the oral capabilities of Sir Keir Starmer. I, I genuinely struggle. The thought of him being Prime Minister, forget policies, <laughs> and to do that, but, but having to listen to him... For for the for four or five years, I mean, frankly, that would do my head in a day. Um, but dresses up stagnation and stability. Mm. I mean, he's right, isn't he? he I mean, is. I don't. I, you could be a staunch Tory, but you. The, we are talking about stagnation and making it all sort of steady as she goes. It's all very well, but that G word, growth. Pfft, it's not there, yeah, exactly. And the same, not just the OBR forecast, but the Bank of England's forecasts are even more pessimistic. And and I think you know a big part of it was this back to work budget this idea that it was about trying to get the economically inactive and we'll talk about things like the pension tax and and that sort of stuff is it going to work is there are lots more structural issues as to why so many people are not in work things like like the childcare stuff and the disability and and all sorts of different reasons and it's going to be a big struggle to try and get that back and it's not something you know the fact is that growth in this country has been stagnant for quite a long time now successive governments have been unable to to fix that growth you know and why is that? I mean, I've, if you watch the BBC, obviously it's all due to Brexit. Um, I mean, there, there, there is a factor there. I mean, I'm yeah. sort of Brexit, but there is clearly a factor there in terms of uh, you know we we you know we made trade with our nearest and longest established trading partners across the channel harder, but we we didn't replace. I, I think that's partly government failure in terms of you know taking advantage of you know the opposition in the global Britain, but also of course you know we we immediately plunged into lockdowns. Mm. I mean, you know things you know we didn't. There wasn't an opportunity for, for for expansion. That was something that that came out of the blue. Um, but but there also there are factors where having been in the EU all this time, we we haven't been investing in machinery and technology because there's just been this yeah. unending supply of of cheap labour yeah. whose wages, by the way, subsidised by British taxpayers in terms of housing benefit and all of that. And if, you know the, the reality is, you know we the EU. The, the, the EU may they're coming out of the EU may have caused problems in the short term, but but being in the EU has also created those long term issues where we've got just a total 
are, you know, there's been no incentive to mm. sort of to, to train up our people, to go into high tech, uh, to, 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 you know, work through technology, to, to, to invest in, in, in factories and plants. Because, well, you know, we've, we've got all this cheap labour. Yeah, I think essentially it's the way that the economy is structured. But I mean, I can't answer you that fully because if I could, then I wouldn't be sat here. I'd probably be sat in the Treasury somewhere. Or maybe actually <laughs> not in the Treasury, maybe in somewhere earning a lot more money. Yeah, than, I was going to say you'd be in the top. You'd be the top floor of a, no, of a glamorous bank. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's it's, it's a lot to do with yeah how the economy is structured, the service based economy, the way the taxation system has been done, because obviously mm. tax, despite having a conservatives in, in number 11 for the last 13 years saying they wanted to cut taxes, the tax burden has gone up and up and up and is and is still yeah. going to go. Yeah. Very high taxes and very poor services. Worst of both worlds, a lot of people. Right. Yeah, exactly. You want sort of we wanted American levels of taxation and European services. And instead, yeah. we've got the opposite. Essentially. Yeah, indeed. Well, look, we're going to be talking about some of those specific measures, stealth tax and particularly the pensions, lifetime allowance and free childcare for children nine months plus. You've got a little one. You'll be benefiting from this one potentially, day. Potentially, um, yeah. We'll talk about all of that and plenty more besides coming up. Looking at the front pages, 6.44 is the time. This is Talk Breakfast. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio.